Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. Welcome back to episode nine of the Revitalize podcast. And you're here with Kevin and Danielle Presso. We're the hosts of this podcast, and we're so glad that you're joining in again. We really do appreciate everybody listening and checking in and commenting and sharing. It really means a lot to us that uh, this is encouraging you in your journey of wellness. Absolutely. And and as you know, if you've, if you've listened to the podcast so far, we really do our best as Christian leaders, not only to tell other Christian leaders what they should do. That's not what it's all about. No, that's not what we do. (laughs) (laughs) But we share our journey of wellness in the areas of um, spiritual well-being, in the areas of emotional as well as physical. And it has been just a really great opportunity to be able to break down stigmas and in the Christian church, things that we don't necessarily always talk about, but things we've we've said, haven't we, that wouldn't the church be the place that you can talk about Anything. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I know. I stole this quote from Andy Stanley years ago that the church should be the safest place in the world to talk about anything. Yeah. And sadly, we don't. Right. And so that's what we're really trying to do is that, you know, big, big part of our heart is that church be relevant, is that the is that Christians be relevant with one another, that we can really be real. And mm-hmm. so, so excited um, to have this interview today mm-hmm. this with such a great power powerful story. I know. Okay. We've we've walked with Megan and her parents, Lisa and Eric, for some time now, probably mm-hmm. like a year or two. A couple of years. And yeah. and it's been such an honor for us to be and a privilege for us to be able to walk alongside them. And they will be sharing their story, well Megan's story, but also it's it's an overarching story because as parents of a, you know, nineteen year old girl who I think she's about twenty one now, yeah. you know, and having gone through a really yeah, experiencing uh, intense, a, a mental health crisis. Yeah, crisis. As a family, right? And, and so and and not only the experiencing of the crisis, but seeing the hand of God and the hope and the mm, help that right. is available and yeah. seeing her like just doing so well now. And exactly. so it's, isn't it awesome? Like just to be able to, you know, speak to them and, mm-hmm. and that they are willing to, to put their story out there. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things Megan always said as we walked with her over the last couple of years that she was really trusting God to use this experience in her life to bless other people in their experience in their lives. And Pretty so, amazing. So we know. So if you're maybe if you've been struggling with mental health issues or if you have a family member who has struggled with mental health, we know this is a difficult and challenging topic um, to sometimes go through and to, to listen to. But we know you will be really blessed by it. So Absolutely. We encourage you to lean in and just hear Megan's story and her family's story today. Yeah. So let's kick that off. We're so happy to have them with us today. So I don't know about you, Danielle, but I am just really excited for our guests that we have on the podcast today. I um, am. Since we reached out to them and when they agreed to be on the podcast, I, I was just so excited to have their stories shared mm-hmm. with our listeners because I, I know you will be really blessed by their story. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So the family that we're uh, talking to, it's really exciting 
personally, I find it exciting because as we've talked about before, we, we definitely want to bring down stigmas for things like mental health, for things like, you know, spiritual things, for things like, you know, medications or whatever. We just want to bring down the stigmas when it comes to, uh, in the Christian world especially, but the whole world altogether. And so when Megan agreed to meet with us today, we were, we were both really excited. And, mm-hmm. uh, she also has her parents with her, Eric and Lisa. And it's been awesome because we've had an opportunity to spend time regularly, even like spend time. What do we call spending time? Well, over days? Zoom <laughs> over the last two years. We spent a lot of time with this family over Zoom over the last two years. Exactly. Kind of walking with them a little bit uh, through their journey. And it's been so great to get to know each of you. So thank you, Megan, especially. And thank you, Eric and Lisa, for joining us on the podcast. We so appreciate you being here today. No problem, Danielle. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So um, just a general question, uh, just to start us off. In terms of, like, physical health and, you know, emotional well-being, mental health, and spiritual wellness. Like, this is a big question. But in general, if you look at, you know, let's go back a couple of years. If you look at your life, because you're, you're a young person. Like, you're probably, like, 21 now. Mm-hmm. So yes, go back I'm from sure. 19 or, or so and, and before. How has your overall wellness, how has your overall health and wellness been? And maybe your parents might even support with some of those answers of what you care to share. But overall, has it been, you know, a fairly healthy childhood and, and, and teen years? Or, or has, have there been some bumps and bruises there? Um, I'd say that I, while I've had wonderful a wonderful home to grow up in, and uh, I've had many supportive people in my life, I, there have been some bumps. Um, I have struggled with my emotions and mental health for quite a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Since uh, I'd say in high school, I started struggling with like suicidal thoughts and um, a sort of periods of sadness and anxiety, that sort of thing. Right. And um, and there's been sort of a, a battle in that. Uh, there's like been times of, of joy, but then also times of of uh, times of sadness and mm-hmm. and there and it's something I've sort of had to struggle with and come come to terms with um with regards to like how to make time for myself and work in better habits and practices so that I don't do I don't mess up with my emotions or my right. mental health. Okay. Um I'd say that um it's just, uh what things really came to a head was in after second year and summer second year when I had my mental health crisis. And since then, it's been a re- journey of recovery that have, um, since then. Right. Okay. So when right. you say second year, second year in, in university? In university, yes. Mm-hmm. So right. overall, your teen years, you were saying, like, were were kind of bumpy when it comes to your mental mm-hmm. health. So that was the the kind of major area that was a struggle. And you talk about um, suicidal thoughts. So that must have been a scary time for mm-hmm. you. So sorry that that's been something that you've gone through, but I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. proud of you even for speaking that out because, you know, I think, I think a lot of young people and old people and everything mm-hmm. in between people exactly. have had those thoughts and they're afraid mm-hmm. to tell it. So what gives you the confidence to be able to share that? Um, I think knowing that it's 
that that like I've 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 I feel like I've sort of I've brought it into the light mm-hmm. with uh, talking about it with my mental health provider care providers and with my parents and it it was it was very hard to talk about in the beginning but it's sort of become right. easier to talk about as I've as thing as I've said it out loud more often right. and um it's uh um and I I guess I know that it's not um a flaw in my character like it's not uh uh something that's wrong with me that I'm selfish or something for having these thoughts it's uh simply something that I've gone through like when someone goes through I don't know uh a breakup like it's mm-hmm. it's right. something that's happened to me it's not something that I've caused yeah, right. I, that's a great way to frame it because mm-hmm. I think that's such a healthy approach to it right because yeah just some of those stigmas of that topic can be well like the word you just used right that selfishness and mm. sometimes that's not the case at all Definitely at all at all not. right and and yeah, actually so before that. before we go on to like a next question yeah. on this topic if you don't mind um like i think a lot of times people tend to think oh my gosh you can't talk about like suicidal thought suicidal ideation with people because you're going to encourage them to do it if you let them talk about it how do you feel about that? And because that's been like definitely one of the reasons why this has been a stigma in the past. People think if you talk about it, they're going to do it. Right. Is that the case? Like, what has it been for you when you when you bring it to the light and talk about it? I I don't think that simply talking about it is going to make someone want to kill themselves it's mm-hmm. it's it's a, i understand it's a very very difficult and touchy subject but i think that people are going to have those thoughts regardless mm-hmm. of whether you bring it up or not and the question is whether we give them the tools wow. to um to deal with that right. and the support they need mm-hmm. and unless we talk about it we can't do that we can't address it and yeah. um and it's it's just going to be something that people have to deal with in the in on their own in private, and it's right. and, which I think is an even more isolating and more makes yeah. things even worse. Right. Yeah. You just gave me goosebumps. That's Megan, right. Yeah. Because honestly, <laughs> this is why we always love talking with you when we get together with your family. It's oh, like you know, so much wisdom. But yeah. like, just the idea of what you said about you know, like it's whether we choose to give them the tools or not. So really, if we don't talk about the suicidal thoughts that somebody's having, yeah. it's more about us Our because we're not comfortable helping. rather yeah. than, but when, like what you said, are we willing to give them the tools and to let them talk yeah. about it? And like you said, bring it to the light. We don't want to keep these things mm-hmm. in darkness and make people feel like they have to stay in darkness. Thank you so yeah. much for how clearly mm-hmm. you put that. I think that for our, our listeners, that yeah, is like, like we could say, well maybe just Megan in, in a way that you're comfortable with you know maybe describe for me because we know the journey that you have been on over the last few years but maybe again it's just in a way that you're comfortable with to kind of describe the journey that you've had to, that you've been dealing with and that you've gone through over the last couple of years so I'd say that um so in the first, in uh, so I, by the time things came to a head in the summer of 2020, I had already sort of come to a place of realizing that I needed to uh, pay more attention to my mental health because I right. like at first year of university had been like 
was first semester especially was super stressful and I had come to a place where I was like, okay, I need to, something needs to change because this can't keep happening. I can't, I can't keep coming to this dark place over and over again. It's just Mm going to, it's 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 not it's going to interfere with where I want to go in life so I need to find where better ways to take care of myself but um but unfortunately I guess things have already somehow been set in motion that I I I couldn't really stop at that time because um I had a psychotic episode um It started with sort of stress and anxiety building up in the summer. Like I was having like uh, my heart was beating too fast. Um, right. My I was finding it hard to breathe, mm-hmm. and, and it was and if, and I was sort of it felt like my body was kind of shutting down. Um, wow. And then um, as uh, and then as uh, that escalated a bit, um, then I started to have hallucinations mm-hmm. and. Um, those got worse. I had sort of paranoid thoughts, um, mm-hmm. other, other symptoms that first we thought was depression because of the low motivation and I was sort of still struggling with feelings of sadness sometimes. Right. Um, so that's what I was medicated for originally, but, um, the medication wasn't really helping. And then pretty soon I had to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. um, and because, um, well, it, it, it there's clearly something not right. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I was in the hospital for about three weeks, um, and yeah. But even when we got back from the hospital, um, and there's uh, I was uh, we were struggling to find the right medication, and um, I ended up going back to the hospital um, for a, one night, and um, and. Uh, it, and then there was sort of the slow recovery process that took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so thankful for the, the all the support that I got that helped me mm-hmm. um, it helped me recover. Um, it uh, was really made a difference, especially in the early days. And um, mm-hmm. since then, it's been quite a, a journey um, of sort of becoming more comfortable with my mind again and. Mm. Right. Um, and um, uh, yeah. Um, it. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a journey of coming back to really learning what wellness is, and of coming back to what, what relearning what that is again, and uh, putting it to practice things in my own life and safeguards and things to help me um, uh, make a better a better mental health for myself in the future. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things you said was a journey, something along the lines of you were on a journey of becoming more of becoming comfortable again with your with your own mind. Mm-hmm. That is such a fascinating statement. And like, so when you say that, what does that mean for you? Um, a journey of becoming more comfortable with your mind. Um, comfortable again, I think you said with your mind. Is that right? Yeah, um, I think it was sort of, I think, I guess I think of it sort of like, uh, 
cleaning your room, but in your mind, you're making a nice environment there, something that you want to be in. So, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's a silly metaphor. I don't know what. That's, like that. that's a great. That's a great visual visualization of that, yeah. right? It's like, okay, well, I've got this room in my brain that I just got to get it, you know, organized, get you get it cleaned up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So is it, yeah. it is it like um like when I think of my own room, like if it's if it's not tidy and if it's kind of chaotic and all that kind of thing, is it like that, like like getting the chaotic stuff in order? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's sort of um uh well I guess uh, I guess you could think of it like the, the the medication was like my cleaning supplies, and then I and then yeah. the uh, that's like the the broom and the and the wipes and everything that I need to and to make it uh, to make it clean. And then um, therapy was sort of teaching me how to use those to mm-hmm. to clean my room, and right. um, and and the, and then there's sort of work about like spending time in your room and like uh, learning how where everything is and like okay. My desk is over here. My bed is over here, and everything. And hmm. uh, um, and I like to uh, sleep in my room. I like to listen to music in my room. I like to do my homework in my room. Like and sort of uh, learning to be in that space again. Wow. Yeah. Would you really also cool. say it's when your room starts getting a little bit uh, dirty again, knowing to put the tools into motion yeah. again? Yeah. 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 It's a it's a continuous process of of yes. um of of making of maintaining it, making sure right. that um that it's a, a it's a, that it's a nice place to be because other mm-hmm. otherwise it's just like because uh, otherwise when it's when it's messy and dirty it's just not good to be in and sometimes sometimes you get sick from having too much uh, having too much dirt in your room. It's right. Like, yeah. Um, what yeah. a great analogy. Yeah, well, and again, I just actually love that picture. And, and because, I mean, just in real life, too, like when you translate it into the physical, right? Like we get all, when you're in chaos in your actual room, in your actual room, right? It's hard to relax. It's hard to be comfortable. You don't want to be there because it's messy, right? And then kind of our... Okay, I'll do some cleaning in our room. Well, that's why I was suddenly <laughs> trying to drop a hint here. It was like... So, thank you, Megan. Thank you, now Megan, for reminding on. us to clean the house after, we, after we're done with you guys today. No, no. It actually made me wonder, like just what you said, it made me wonder about your physical space. Yeah. And does one have an impact on the other? So, do you find organizing space like your bed, your actual physical bedroom has a, you know, an impact on or, or even just the, you know, all the homework and getting it in order. Like, is order in the physical world, does it influence your mental health? I I think it does. I, I think um, it's, it, uh, I, um, it, it is, a, it is a, um, a struggle for me to, uh, this is isn't maybe a, um, okay. it is a struggle for me sometimes to keep my physical space clean um, <laughs> because um, of uh, the mo- motivation that I struggle with. And also um, I have a coordination disorder that makes it hard to keep things organized. So oh there's uh, so, uh, so um, I think that that, I, and so I think that that may has had a, an impact on my mental health in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that 
I think it was actually pretty soon after 2020, we did a big cleanup of my room, and I think that has helped things. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like the space that surrounds you, having order and being organized. I mean, I can totally relate. Like there's times when, you know, like I just feel stressed out because, you know, that I've let things go or whatever. I need to tidy things up, and and it makes what a difference that that can make, and and you Mm -hmm. can feel it even in your mental health, like you said. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So um, if I can ask a question maybe of your parents for a minute, like, so you shared, Megan, about um, a time that you were in hospital and for about three weeks. And so, like, here's, you know, a, a, an awesome family, you know, like, you know, 2.2 to, no, I'm just kidding. You, you, have, you know, have the, you know, million dollar family and like everything is, you know, obviously there's problems, you know, like nothing is perfect and there was some mental health struggles along the way. But now your, um, you know, 19 year old or so daughter uh, needs to be in hospital. Like, so that must have been, you know, uh, a very difficult time for you guys. And yet you guys just went immediately into like, like mama and papa bear loving <laughs> on your daughter and your family and did everything that you, you know, like just, I mean, we know because we've kind of known you guys, you jumped into, you know, mama, papa bear gear and did everything you needed to do. So can you share just a bit about your journey and experience of, you know, as a family, but also supporting your daughter through this really difficult time. Yeah, it it, it really uh, took us by surprise. Um, as Megan's been one of these high achievement, A, A pluses the whole way, um, self-motivated. You never had to check on her about homework or anything like that. So she was just sort of running on autopilot and always very cheerful as well. So so when things kind of went off the rails in the summer of 2020, uh, it really caught us by surprise, and and uh, we we really had no <laughs> no idea that it was it was coming. We we thought it was a case where she was just suffering from burnout. You know, it was a typical yeah. student. You know, right. working too yeah. hard. She was yeah. doing some classes in the summertime, and and I thought, oh yeah, now she's just working a little too hard. And needs needs takes a take a couple of weeks off, and and she'll be back to normal. And, um, anyways, it, 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 um, that wasn't the case. And, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a struggle to try to identify what the issue was. Um, like Megan said originally, we thought, oh, it's just a, some depression. Well, which guess, we took very seriously. Which we took very seriously. Yeah. We, we involved our the family yeah. doctor yeah. and, um, and, uh, and got her involved and, and, um, and we thought, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're doing the right steps and, uh, and, and, and things will get better, but, uh, mm. that wasn't the case. And, uh, like Megan said, it got to the point where we realized, uh, Megan just didn't seem like herself and, and it was recommended that we go to the, the hospital to, to get, uh, things checked out. And, mm. and that's when she, she was admitted. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know whether, yeah, Lisa wants to, uh, yeah, explain a bit of what we were going through at home at the time. Uh, it, there was so much uh, unknown. We, we, we because we didn't have an idea of of what uh, uh, what the problem was. Uh, there were yeah, a lot of tears and anxiety on our part. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you said it very well. As it escalated, it was it was just very. 
it was very difficult because when one member of the family is in crisis, everybody is in crisis. That's right, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys found yourselves as a family in crisis. And of course, nobody, nobody <laughs> expects crisis when it comes. Mm-hmm. And there it is, well, you know. And so what would you say to, you know, other families that, you know, when crisis hits, a mental health crisis hits your home? And um, I guess don't be afraid to ask for help. We, uh, um, we were very lucky. We had a, had a friend through church who provided uh, some spiritual uh, support from us um, around that time. Um, uh, so we, uh, she was pr- uh, meeting with us and, and <laughs> a bit of a sounding board or a, um, uh, yeah, just sort of listening to us and what we're going through um, uh, uh, as well. Um, it's it's tricky because on the one hand you want to keep things private and not yep blab <laughs> it to the whole world and explain what's going on. Uh, right. You want to respect confidentiality, but at the same time, uh, as parents, uh, yeah, it's 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 a <laughs> it's a rough time, and you really do need support. Yeah, it, it's difficult to seek out support while still respecting the privacy mm-hmm. of, of, of the, you know, your child who's in your case, in our case, you're an adult and, uh, you yeah. know, really yeah. want to, uh, to respect that. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing I would also add is, um, it, it can happen where you're soul searching as to how you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you do a lot of uh, Monday morning quarterbacking going, uh, why didn't I ask this what question? If, or, why didn't I? And uh, here's a sign here. And, oh, uh, and, 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 and the one thing that, oh, well, one of the many things that I take away from this, but is, uh, is, 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 is talking with your kids and, and don't assume that things are all right. Because right. uh, uh, we, we thought because um, Megan was trucking along and, and doing really well in school, everything's fine. But I, I, that's one of those Monday morning things where I look back and go, why didn't I just sort of sit down and, and, and maybe probe a little bit more and just mm-hmm. ask? Uh, uh, so I guess what I would add, though, is not to take it as as shame because. Uh, it's very important because um, when a person is going through a mental health crisis privately, they may not understand what they are going through and don't understand it and aren't giving it light. Mm -hmm. um, It's very, you know, so it's, it's, it's not something to say it's, it's not productive. It's not helpful to think too much or dwell about, um, what could have, uh, what you might have done, uh, right. or how you might have handled it differently had you understood or known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's just important. Um, I, yeah. Just to, to yeah. say, well, as you said, this mm-hmm. is where we are. Because <laughs> right. yeah. there's, there's total agreement between all of us here, and Megan included, because you've shared this, about what awesome parents you guys are. 
Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean, there's no I, question. I what, awesome, what an awesome daughter you have as well. You know, right. like so there's there's like so much so much you know to be said about you guys as a family. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that, Lisa. That like the asking yourself, you know, what could I have done? And like like Eric said, you know the oh my gosh, Monday morning, you know, like, and, and the, the plays that could have been different and whatnot. But, you know, I think that's probably how every family, where every family goes first. Yeah. But to talk, as soon as you said, but not to go to that place of shame, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the place that the enemy would want us yeah. to go in that moment? Yeah. Beating ourselves up, second guessing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Shame is such shame. a powerful emotion. Yeah. And and so destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I want to say one other thing for fam- families who are supporting someone in a mental health crisis. I think that sometimes I know this was the case with me where it seemed like I was a different person because I was going through this crisis. I just didn't seem like myself at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to emphasize that the person you love is still definitely in there and they're still Hmm. They're trying to trying to communicate, trying to work this out, what's going on, and uh, they're probably like under a bunch of like confusion and um, just in sy- symptoms, and uh, but they're still very much there, and it means everything to keep trying to help them as best as you can. Right, yeah, lovely. That's such a great word right yeah. there. Yeah. And it's so, and it's so true too, like what you're saying, you, you recognize it within yourself, knowing that I'm still the same person, but we've witnessed it as well. Even like seeing you at a time where you were very different from the norm, from, Mm -hmm. from the Megan that we do know and love. We still loved you. Mm -hmm. I mean, your parents still love you when you were, you know, presenting differently. But I think that's such a great piece of wisdom. Mm -hmm. That person even though they're not able to communicate fully or the way that they want to, or the way that you want them to, yeah. they're still mm-hmm. there. And yeah, thank you for sharing yeah. that. What wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that we've really come to believe kind of as Christian leaders is just how closely, you know, our mental health and our physical health and our spiritual health, how they so intertwine with one another. So I was just kind of curious. So in this journey of, of mental wellness, of emotional wellness that you've been on, you know, how did that impact kind of other parts of your life? Did that, did that have an impact on your spiritual life? And, and how did your spiritual life, you know, play as maybe a part of your recovery as well? Um, I was definitely, my spiritual life was definitely impacted by mental health. Um, so, uh, starting back in high school, I was a sort of, I, I was, wrestling with my faith uh because mm-hmm. partly because of what i was going through like well, why doesn't uh god fix this for me and like uh, um what am i doing wrong do i just not not have enough faith is that why i'm struggling and um that and that, that those sorts of feelings and also doubting whether as as i got into science wondering like well is there even any evidence that god is real like what is uh, um I do I am I just talking to uh, some fairy tale in the sky and like and um but uh um and I and well when I was doing well then I my faith was was vibrant and then when I was not doing well then my faith suffered and Mm -hmm. and um and then I said this was sort of 
this is then like when the, my psychosis happened, it was like that times 10. It was like this uh, roller coaster of like, uh, God is real and everything's interconnected. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and then also being, but then going, uh, God isn't real and I have no idea what anything is anymore. I don't know if this table is real. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but then, as I recovered, as people prayed with me, I sort of was able to sort of realign my view of God and uh, bring it back into balance uh, with uh, with everything else and um, understand better uh, that uh, that there was I didn't do anything wrong to cause this, that this was yeah. just something that God brought me through a, a trial that that God brought me through and that. And he's been with me this whole time. He's been loving me and supporting me and mm-hmm. giving me the tools and supports to get through it. Wow. wow. I, I love great. that you point out that this was not anything you did and it's not your fault. Because, again, yeah. so many people get into that cycle, right, that the enemy loves us to go down that road. Of, yeah. But it's, well, we oh. think God hates me or God is punishing yeah. me or God is disappointed in me and or, or all, all these lies, right, that can get enemy. into us. So yeah. Yeah, what did it take for you to um, to believe God in that, that you are not at fault, you are his child, and that he loves you? Um, I think it's, uh, it has been a battle for sure. It's, uh, I remember... Uh, for, I think months afterwards, I was, uh, wondering, like, did it, what, what can I, like, it started, I was, like, thinking, like, what can I learn from this? But then it turned into this, um, what did I do to cause this? How can I make sure that this never happens again? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's, uh, and it, it took, um, and I remember, I think I, I brought up with you guys, actually, and you guys uh, said, like, uh, told me that this is this isn't your fault and mm-hmm. uh that and that sort of snapped me out of it a bit and i and after sort of month, another series of months of soul searching and praying and uh and i think i've i is how i've been able to come to this place now is that it's it's um like i even even as i'm like as i'm speaking it out like it's sort of i'm it's like my mind is like realizing that for the first time as I'm speaking it out, it's mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. um, all the all my knowledge of everything is sort of falling into place, and it's like, oh yes, this is this is true, you know. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, because wonderful. honestly, to have that kind of you know like like going back and forth, which everybody goes through, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think everybody needs to, as a, as a Christian and growing up in a Christian home, we need to have our own faith, not just our parents' faith. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you've been, you know, like seeking, I mean, yeah. you've been finding, <laughs> which is fantastic. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And another thing I think I didn't quite emphasize much that I'd like to is that, um, I've, as pe- people have been praying with me, uh, as I've recovered, it's been instrumental in me coming back to, to, my, to who I am. It's, uh, we've noticed like just like little changes of week to week of, uh, um, 
Okay. Oh, I seem a bit clearer. I seem a bit um, more myself. I seem like I start. I like it's. It's been. I, I think it's really been helping. Do you attribute that to prayer when when you've had people pray with you, pray for you, and you've seen changes? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, God, you've been working. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a case where when you're when you're going through something like this day by day it's sort of it's sometimes it's hard to see the progress and uh, right. uh it's been a real blessing to have uh, you, you and Kevin um along week by week and month by month sometimes we won't see the improvements and uh or we'll or we'll see them but maybe Megan won't realize it but then talking to you and Kevin you'll say oh you, you've got such a bright smile today and mm-hmm. I didn't notice that the last time we met uh there's a sparkle in your eye or, yeah. mm-hmm. or something like that and it, it it it's really encouraging and um and it's a nice recognition of the mm-hmm. progress that's uh yeah. that's been made it was very affirming I think as well that it was you know observed by someone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it mom and dad mm-hmm. right well, I, and I know, like, I, I I think the first time, like, when you were back on, you know, serving at the church, you know, and then mm-hmm. I saw you, I saw your face, and we were still in COVID lockdown, so it was online ministry. And when I saw your face on the screen again for the first time on a Sunday morning serving, I was just like, like, I was jumping, like, I was just so, like, I was just so excited for you and your family to kind of just seeing you, you know, loving God that way again through the way you were serving in the ministry and just so amazing to see that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, whether you serve or don't serve, we're, we're happy to see you. you know, oh, I'm not saying I just get happy no, no, when no. people serve. Get to church and get to work, people. No, 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 no. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, for me too, it's so encouraging to see you be able to use your gift because I mean, yeah, I'm sure so, maybe our audience doesn't doesn't know, but you know, Megan has a beautiful, beautiful singing voice, and yeah. and just the way that you worship the Lord, and that like has an impact on you mm-hmm. know other people in the spirit, right? It's right. just like wow, yeah. and just to have seen the the journey. And to, to, like, I agree with Kevin, like that, just that sense of like, wow, God, look what you have done. Look what you're doing. Way to go, Megan. Well done. (laughs) You know, it's just like, wow, amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know I look at it sometimes and go, wow, so much recovery in such a, you know, short period of time. But I'm sure there must be times for you guys where it has felt like not enough recovery in like, you know, and it's taken forever. Like I I, I just see so much that God has done, but I'm sure there's the flip side. Have you ever felt like, okay, when, you know? Yeah, I think, um, especially early on it was like every day was a struggle and like um like I just think of like when I I like you'd have a hard time we'd we'd um 
be sitting in front of the TV and uh, and I'd try to put a show on and you'd watch about five minutes of it and say, okay, no, that's enough. I, I can't take any more of that. Mm-hmm. And, and we'd, we'd spend, yeah, early days on just sort of sitting and listening to music and not doing much more than that. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a real grind uh, early on. And on the physical health, you were very weak mm. at that moment as That's well. True. So yeah. they were like definitely... you would try to go for walks, but I would only get like a short distance before I'd be like, okay, let's turn back. Like, because right. I, like, I uh, um, I was worried that if we went too far, then I wouldn't be able to make it back home. Like, right. I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think for for me there was. Um, Day to day, it would be an ebb and flow, mm-hmm. I think, so it was harder to see. Um, but there was definitely step curves of, of, of progress. So mm-hmm. like, cert, like almost like milestones. And I, I, I remember at, at some times like the light just blossoming in your eyes and it was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there were definitely moments for me where it was, you'd see significant growth over a few months mm. but yeah. you may not see it day to day in the middle of yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah well it, it helps you to yeah kind of take that moment and kind of reflect and look at kind of the the larger picture right instead of like we get so obsessed on the details sometimes right and, and when you can when you can you know get yourself in a, in a spot where you can kind of look back and and look at it you know, at 35,000 feet, as we call it, right? And kind of mm-hmm. see what, you know, mm-hmm. how Megan's doing and, and the support and what the doctors are doing and what God is doing and how it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah, you get more hope, right, that mm-hmm. comes from that. Yeah. yeah. When you look at how far you've come. Yeah. Right. So sure. important. Yeah. So how has your journey, Megan, um, changed your view of wellness or has it? Uh, and I don't even mean only with mental health, but everything, like in terms of how things just, you know, run smoother for you in, you know, your your own body, in your own mind, in your own heart. Um, and what have been the highlights of your journey, even through the difficulties? I think my de- definition of wellness has definitely changed throughout this. Um, I know that, like, uh Initially, before my psychosis, I was technically healthy. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have a diagnosable mental health condition, but I still wasn't well because I was uh, struggling and mm. with, with uh, stress and, and, um, all these things. And it, I, I know that now that I need to make space for my mental, physical and spiritual well-being if I want to maintain my health in those areas. Right. Because, um if i if i don't take care of those things then it'll and then then it i it won't be sustainable right so i think which which isn't to say that it was me not taking care of myself that led to this no it, exactly. it was, yeah. uh, um i'm just i'm realizing how that sounds but uh, <laughs> oh, um yeah. I, but uh it I I now have a more uh I guess holistic view of wellness that like okay. that there's different all these different factors and that you need to um yeah uh be 
be mindful of all of them and uh, mm-hmm. and take and take care of yourself in every way. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, so you've learned, I guess you've done, you've learned a lot about self care. Mm-hmm. Yes. So can you give like maybe two or three things that that have been key for you in terms of self care? Uh, I think. Um, giving myself time to process my emotions by talking to other people and by uh, thinking about things in my own mind and sort of sorting through things. Yeah. And I also think um, um, making time for, for relaxation, for not doing school or anything, but just doing things that make, make me happy. Take the pressure off for a moment and just kind of enjoy. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always been a challenge for Megan. I think mm-hmm. she, Megan, sort of a go, go, go. I, I want to achieve this, and I want to complete that. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that that, that she still tr- struggles with a little that's bit. True. Is yeah. is the downtime? Is is the should I be doing something else? Is right. it okay for me to be sitting here? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's um, mm-hmm. that you need that uh, that downtime in mm-hmm. order to uh, rest and uh, yeah. and and. Be better mentally. Mm-hmm. Recharge, recharge the batteries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Were you trying to say something, Mom? Yes. We have the conversation that you can do anything, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a great question to ask, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is it important to mm-hmm. be 100% at everything? Mm-hmm. It's important. To, yes. So that's, I think that's been a, also a... Mm-hmm. a a new perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. Your other question. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. yeah no, totally. I I get off track. So yeah, yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for keeping us. That's why we do Yes, the other part of it. Go ahead. Um, you mentioned uh, any highlights that uh, um, have been that I've experienced, and I think. Uh, I've had a wonderful team through the outpatient program I'm part of, and I think getting to know them and working with them has been uh, such a blessing. Mm -hmm. And also getting to know all the other people in the program who've gone through similar things to me has also been a real highlight. And, and I, I, and also, um, uh, experiencing more intimacy with my uh, friends based on, uh, Mm -hmm. um, sharing my struggles um, mm-hmm. and uh, really getting to draw closer to them and and the prayer lovely prayer and support from every, every uh, from the people at church who have prayed with me and uh, mm-hmm. been there for me throughout all this has been yeah. another big highlight wow wow that's, that's really cool to hear yeah thanks for sharing yeah yeah that that actually reminds me uh, when we were uh, talking about how we how we were dealing with things early on when things were really bad um, we're a part of a, a small group through through the church, and yeah. uh, and we um, we opened up with 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 our small group and and sort of detailed week by week uh, <laughs> the roller coaster we were riding and mm-hmm. uh, and there were prayers every week supporting us and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was very helpful at the time I think to yeah, just to, just to be able to open up and uh, yeah um, talk to people in confidence and it was a uh, yeah, a real mm-hmm. blessing. Yeah, well, that's great that's to great. hear. Yeah, you were that's saying good. you were saying before that kind of like duality of like how do we keep confidentiality, but how do we also get our own needs yeah. met? Yeah. And I think yeah. you did such an amazing job just in what you said, 
go to a confidential group and and share with that confidential group so that you can be prayed for. And even what you said, Megan, really goes along those lines, too. When it comes to community, you said meeting other people who have been through similar experiences that you have been through. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it just sounds like we need other people to help us walk through these journeys. Would you agree? I agree that 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's very important that you have space where you can be real. Yeah. yeah. 100% authentic hmm. about um, how you're feeling or how you're coping or how people can pray for you or mm-hmm. support you. Um, yeah. Mm. And I think what you guys are doing is breaking down that stigma yeah because that is like i mean how else do we you know get beyond that other than you know when you're in the the worst struggle of your life to be able to then go you know what i'm going to talk to people that care about us mm-hmm. about this and i i'm just i just applaud you guys for mm-hmm. you know like, I, I mean, I, I, and I, we were talking a little bit before the interview about, you know, when I used to, you know, learn about mental health in school and even when I was teaching about how, supporting people with mental health. And it's like all the stuff that really makes a difference in people's lives when it comes to, you know, get to, to help them get through that, to help them recover, to help them to heal. I mean, like all the barriers that could have been put up, like you guys as a family, like those barriers just weren't there. And, and, and when you talk about mm-hmm. being real and being, you know, and, and just the way you guys are even sharing, you know, with us here on this podcast, yeah. I just think that this is so huge for continuing the work of getting those stigmas gone Mm -hmm. because yeah I so appreciate your voices on this topic like it's it's incredible thank you so much you're welcome I'll say it's it's difficult to to go part way like when when you're in the middle of it it's hard to let just a little bit of reality out and like right (laughs) it is uh it so it was really helpful to have um form where you could just be hundred percent real yeah I was gonna say um, when you're in the midst of it there's it's easy to get angry and frustrated and and say why are we going through this why God why is this happening and and you and and you you have to sort of take a moment and and think about it and think there must be a, a reason we're going through this there, there must be some good that can come out of this mm-hmm. and and that's always been a real uh focus of Megan's I mm-hmm. think was to to um to be a blessing to others to to try to uh help other people going through a similar mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. yeah because for those of people who don't know I study neuroscience and mental health and I won't mm-hmm. I intend to make a career out of helping people with mental health issues. Um, I'm specifically thinking of the policy side of things, and I want to make sure that people can get access to care mm-hmm. and that, um, yeah, that there's more education around mental health. Yeah, well, and, and I love that. Yes. Like, you have no idea how much I love hearing you say those words, because, like, I mean, we've talked about this a lot over the last couple of years, right, that, that you believe that God's going to use this to bless and help other families. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I just bless you in that call because like, I, I mean, we see it already and we know mm-hmm. it's going to happen more and more and more that, that everything that your family has gone through and experienced is not going to be 
wasn't for nothing, you know, and mm. that we'll just believe together that God's going to bless and encourage more and more families. So, mm. so as we wrap up kind of on that note, do you have like a, a last thought that you know, anything else that you'd like to share to maybe for some, anyone else who might be listening, who, who has been dealing with their own mental health issues or families that are trying to support or, or even faith leaders, you have like something that you could, that man, if you could just get a room full of pastors together and tell them how to do their job better, like what, what, what would you tell us, you know, <laughs> how to support families better or support individuals better. I would say to people who are going through it, I would say to that you're not alone. And there are so many beautiful days and beautiful things in this world that are left for you to experience and or better yet share. Hmm. And uh, uh, there's so much joy and hope and love in the world. And you really got to be there to experience it. So keep going, keep pushing through. And uh, I sincerely hope that you're able to experience those things for yourself. Okay, that's so well said. <laughs> Thank you. How about for mom and dad? Any final, not final words? Because let's share the final words. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts on the podcast. Um, just, I think to to, to find find a support. Uh, friends, family, church, where you can be genuine and, 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 and help you, mm-hmm. um, help pour into yourself so that you can pour into those around you. Um, it's hard to help others if you're not being helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And I guess specifically to, uh, a pastor or someone in that sort of level of responsibility, um, that, um for mental health it's sort of a um multi-pronged approach uh so so mm-hmm. definitely uh prayer and and um and healing from that side of things but it, uh in in some cases many cases it, there's a medical fix as well and uh and and we found uh, as we were struggling tr- uh well trying to figure out the best medical approach for solving Megan's problem. We had some prayer from someone from our church on a day when, when we realized that things just weren't right and, and, and uh, the medication she was on was not resolving the issue. Uh, we had prayer that, that the doctors find uh, a fix. And, and it was that night we ended up back in the hospital. Uh, they tweaked and, and, and shifted gears to another medication. And, uh, and that was the beginning of, of us coming out of uh, right. uh, this dark, mm-hmm. dark time. So, uh, so it was really, uh, it was, uh, we really feel it was a combination of, uh, yeah. of supports from mm-hmm. all sides. Praying for medical wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. sides of it all working together for, yeah. you know, yeah. love for Megan and, and, and love for your family. So mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. awesome. For sure. Well, we honestly cannot thank you guys enough for doing this and for just letting us into, you know, to journey with you over these past couple of years. It has been and and continues to be such a pleasure to know you guys Mm -hmm. and to witness um, you guys, you know, banding together and loving on one another in in such a difficult and challenging time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. You're most welcome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're glad to be here, and, and thanks so much for your support as well, Kevin and Danielle. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it's been a joy. Well, not a joy, but it's been an honor and a privilege to walk alongside you guys. And it is and a joy when you see the, you know, on, like the on this end of it. Yeah, yeah. Just see God what move. God has been doing, and see, yeah. you know, watching you guys, you know, like I say, come together and come to that place of. You know, like it's never going to be perfect, is it? But on this mm-hmm. side of heaven anyway, but just to see you, you know, like just crushing, <laughs> crushing it in so many ways. And we're really proud of you, Megan. Thank you so much. Every time I hear Megan's story, I just, I, the hair on my arm stands up. It's just such it's just such an amazing story of God's goodness in their lives. And so I'm so grateful for Megan and her parents to just share the journey that they've been on. Yeah, I think any time that we can bring down the stigmas in the world about mm-hmm. mental health, but even especially in the church right. about mental health, I mean, gosh, what a difference it makes. And so that's courage, isn't it? Absolutely. To be able to and to be willing to um, for them to put their story out there. And we know it takes courage. We've done it. Because we've had to do it. And yeah. this is where why we just constantly believe in the ripple effect, right? Especially for you as a Christian leader, whether you're a pastor, pastor's wife, an associate pastor, or maybe you're a church elder or a church deacon, or you lead a small group, or you lead kids ministry. Or you're or, a parent. Or a parent, Christian parent, or you're just a Christian out in the workforce, right? And just kind of working in wherever you work or own your own business, whatever it is for you. Just to be real and transparent and authentic has a huge ripple effect all around us. When we take down the lies that we try to you know, put up, we take down the, the fake And we don't even try to and, try to put them up, but definitely it's that it's that feeling of shame, right? That exactly. Can, can just make us hide. Yeah. So, yeah, so we really hope that today's episode was a blessing to you and encouraged you. You know, if there's a way that we can come alongside you, please reach out to us. Our websites are written in the description uh, here on, in the podcast. And we would love to uh, just hear your story on how God has been working on your wellness journey. So next week, we have another great interview. Looking forward to sharing it with you. And so until next week, God bless you, everybody. God bless you. You've been listening to the Revitalize podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.